calling all hardscapers, landscapers, and outdoor living pros. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. I am so excited to announce our first ever six-day immersive hands-on outdoor living design build event in New Holland, Pennsylvania. Over the course of a week, Yes Express, Souders Hardscape Supply, and Pave Tool Innovators are going to teach you how to become downright dangerous in sales, design, installation, and equipment slash tool operation. Expert teachers will cover the installation of custom features like permeable pavers, fireplaces, stone decks, custom outdoor kitchens, water features, putting greens, and so, so much more. This event was designed specifically for growth-minded business owners and teams who want to get their hands dirty and learn from the best so they can take their businesses to new, unimaginable levels. So mark your calendar from February 20th to the 25th. Seating is limited. You can get your tickets today at OutdoorLivingMastery.com. Again, OutdoorLivingMastery.com. Oh, did I mention that we're raffling off over $20,000 in specialty tools and other profit-driving goodies at this event? You're not going to want to miss it. Let's make 2023 the most profitable year ever. Now back to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, we have Antonio Bravada. He's a, a business strategist and coach, and uh, he has a, a podcast called Business and Coaching Optimization. Um, super fun guy. He's going to talk a bit about uh, proximity as power and how he's grown his company by just getting around the right people. We're also going to dive deep into the six human needs. So if you don't know the six human needs yet, you're going to learn them here in this episode. And once you understand these things and the drivers behind them, the next thing you know, you can change your life and also change how you see your clients and everything uh, in an instant once you learn this small piece of advice. So I would highly recommend listening all the way to the end. There's tons of nuggets in this one. And thank you again for listening. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. Today, I have a, a very special guest on. He is a business coach and strategist. He he really lives in the world of proximity as power. You've heard us talk about that here on the podcast before. You know, he's learned from some of the greats like JT Fox and Tony Robbins and Keith Cunningham, Steve Wynn, Donald Miller, and many, many more names that I'm sure you've heard of. He's also the host of the Business and Coaching Optimization podcast. Antonio Bravada, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. And I can't wait to dig in with you today and get deeper into, um, you know, this world that, you know, a lot of people that have listened to this podcast have heard me mention Tony many times. He's been a huge catalyst in growth in my life. And he's, he's helped on just about every level from, from family to faith, to finance, to fitness, to all the F's, right? He's, he's helped me grow in all of those and be able to provide, you know, pro become a better person to be able to help more people. So I'd love to hear, you know, how you found Tony and, and what he's done for you as we get rolling along here. Yeah. So, um, I remember, I don't, re I was 12 to 14 years old. I remember I was in my dad's car and I grew up with my dad, uh, by myself. He had been, got remarried when I was nine. I was an only child until I was 11. And so I was always with him, um, traveling and meetings and I would just be sitting in the car. And I remember one day just kind of hitting play on whatever was, I think it was a cassette tape, but it was whatever was in the car at the time. And it just happened to be Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins at the time. Right. And I didn't mm -hmm. know who that was, but I just started listening to it and I couldn't stop. Um, and it was pretty transformational at that point in my life. And it opened up a lot of things about personal power and how to control yourself. When I was in seventh grade, which probably was right around that time frame, uh, I had to move schools to the opposite side of the state. My dad had been promoted at New York Life and was a managing partner and we had to move. And I was very, very angry. I didn't want to move. 
in the middle of seventh grade. I had my friends. I had my life. I didn't want to move. Mm -hmm. And when I did, I just remember the tapes. And I remember saying to myself, this is my opportunity to change. And I just became a better athlete. I became a better person. Um, I took the anger and I put it into sports. Now I'd always been athletic, but I was never the athlete. And so when I first moved, football season was done. So I didn't know what else to do. So there was track and field and I had never done track and field. And the coach at the time says, well, we want you to be in three different events. So I said, whatever. I knew I was going to be a sprinter. And um, he said, why don't you try long jump? Okay. So he explained what it is and I go and I run and I jump and I, he says, you beat the school record. And I said, okay. You know, right behind me was at the time, the athlete at the school and that he didn't like that very much. Mm. So he jumped and he beat my record. Nice. I was so angry though, just because mm. of moving and everything else. And I was transitioning this into what can I put all of this frustration into yeah. that? I went and jumped again and I beat it again. <laughs> but my nice. story by that is yeah. that individual, instead of us rivaling together, we became best friends. And what I realized mm. years later was for years, that record had set three times that same day we beat it over and over again. And so it wasn't the competition between us that was caused us to fight or rival. It made us better and that competition made us better, but it was those tapes from Tony Robbins that allowed me to change my mindset from being angry to not wanting to do the schoolwork, to not wanting to engage with people, to not wanting to do things, kind of being that rebel to what can I transition this to and how can I change? And then from that point, it was just, you know, it just kind of took off into, I want to be able to help people this way. I just didn't know how to do it at the time. And then I transitioned my career and I became very skilled at what I was doing, but I wasn't happy. Um, Money was fine, but I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. So I transitioned that into coaching. And then of course, over the years, just had an amazing opportunity to meet people through my dad, just growing up in my own businesses and my own clients at the times and people I was helping. And of course, through Tony Robbins and all these different events, meeting many, many different people. Um, I've been able to be shaped by all of them, of course, my own life experiences. And then when I met JT Fox, who is my personal mentor, he is very much business. He does not care about your personal life. Mm. And it was a different side of it. And so I understand it right now. He's got some things that I think the personal touch could come into play, but he just doesn't care about your personal story. It's just work. And I realized that there's a time and a place for that. But I also realized that all of our lives and all of our businesses are integrated just the same. And so I kind of, you have to blend the two together. Um, And so I've just kind of formed my own path by, following the leaders and Tony Robbins created the whole industry for us. So, you know, you got to always give him credit for that. hundred percent. That guy's been going in over 40 years now. It's an absolutely insane. And this guy's out there listening. This is not a plug for Tony, even though I'd love to plug all day long. That man has changed so many lives, but you know, I, I, I wanted to, you know, bring up the commonality that we share here and how much it's impacted. I started my journey around 2018 and that has absolutely flipped my life in the most positive way po- you know, possible. And now I have the tools and the understanding to be able to help others do the same thing so we can all, you know, each one teach one and move ahead. You know, and I love his philosophy of the proximity is power. It's so true. And I know when I first started that, I wouldn't want to mentor. I was like, I'll figure it out myself, right? It's, it's, it's this whole, you know, stoic individualism where it's, it's like when I figured out myself, it'll be worth more because it's all mine. It's all about me at that point. And you know what? The life is no fun when it's all me life becomes much more enjoyable and fulfilled when it's about we when we can grow and and others can share some of the 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 most amazing mentors that i've had and and coaches and all that throughout life are the people who just kind of line up and they say you know what they say if you're hungry and you're humble and you're smart we want to work with you 
And, you know, money's not always the reason why or why they won't work with you. It's a matter of like, can I help somebody? And the people that are most successful are the ones that give the most. And not even, again, it's not money, it's time often. Can I pull somebody under my wing and show them how to do this and lead them? And some of my greatest successes have been from men and women have done exactly that. So, you know, listeners out there that are like, well, it'd be nice if I could afford a business coach and a strategist and all that stuff in my life. Like, it'd be really nice if I could afford that. Stop making up fucking excuses and go out there and find somebody you respect and say, look, I would love to learn what you've learned. I don't want to spend my entire life trying to figure out how to do this on my own. I would rather speed that up, compress decades into days and figure out how I can get more done in my lifetime so that I can make, I can push my family further so we can live even a better life so I can make a bigger impact on this world and take the, mm-hmm. the selfishness out. And just, when you ask people, especially the right people, they're going to say, yes. Have you found that to be true, Antonio? Yes. If you, you get what you ask for, if you're yes. genuine. Right. And so, but here's the thing you said, something that I hear a lot. I don't know that I can afford a business coach or a strategist, or when I get to this level, then I will do that. Yeah. Is so opposite. Then it's a mindset shift. It's not an expense. It's not a spend. It's an investment because certain people will be able to bring you up in life. And if you could spend an hour with a Warren Buffett or, um, and pick any career that you have. If you're a race car driver, spend an hour with Jeff Gordon, spend, I mean, whatever that happens to be, the knowledge that you're going to get from those people is going to transform you. So whether whatever business that you're in or whatever career field, or if you're an actor or a singer or whatever that happens to be, if you spend the time around the people that you idolize that are at the level that you want to be, there is no substitute for that. And if I had $20,000 $20,000 to my name, I would not go buy food. I would go spend $20,000 for an hour of somebody's time to say, show me and teach me how. Yeah. Because that's an investment. So I don't like the idea of I can't afford it now when I get to this level. You're never going to get to that level if you don't yeah. put yourself around the right people. It's funny because that's exactly the way I felt in the very beginning was that like, man, why am I going to spend hundred dollars, $500, dollars, a thousand bucks a month on this person? That's ridiculous. That's a cost. I can't afford that. And after doing it and realizing that I see everyone else around me that I respect, they're doing this. And I'm like, well, how do you do it? They're like, why aren't you doing this? They said in one year we've 10 X that. So if you put a hundred dollars in, we're making a thousand dollars a month more or whatever. Yeah. And, and multiples of that, because we have guidance. And it's, it's incredible once you lock it down like that. Another big excuse that I hear often is, oh, I don't have the time. I'm too busy for that shit. I'd rather just sit here and just kind of live a mediocre life and use all my time to keep that mediocre life in a box. I'd hate to actually open one end of that box and see some light in there and then see that there is more to life than just what we can see. So I challenge the listeners, I challenge you guys to look around your environment and see who do you respect an awful lot that you could go up to and ask and say, can I just take you out for lunch? Can we just go out and talk? How did you become so successful in whatever? How did you, how did you get to where you are now? Just, and I guarantee you 99% of them will say, absolutely. I'd love to have lunch with you. People come to me all the time and I'm sure they do to you, Antonio as well. Hey, can I just come out? I'll take you out to breakfast or lunch. I just want to pick your brain. And I'm like, I've got to eat. I'd love to help. Right. right. And out we go. And it's, it's beautiful because we can help people along the way. And that's the cool part about it. But, uh, Yeah. There's no excuses, guys. Get out there and find somebody. You're going to level up a lot faster. You're going to get to your dreams and goals much faster. And when you look back a year after you start this, you're going to be like, why the heck was I ever so strong headed about not doing it? Stuck in my ways. And it's funny how fast when you break that things change. Yeah. Ego gets in the way. I would say that there's a lot of people out there that you have to be careful of. Um, and so spend your time going through some coaches, spend your time going through the people that are going to find you because you have absolutely no idea your potential until you're pushed. Um, yeah. and it takes yeah. a special person to bring, you'll be able to bring that out. I've had coaches my whole life. Um, I still do, but I've had coaches that I've spent lots of money for that jump on the phone with you for 15 minutes, 30 minutes. They ask you what, What's your problems? What's your chokeholds? What do you want to talk about? And you might have a pretty good conversation. But when you get off of the phone, I always found myself saying, okay, what do I do now? And there is no lack of information. 
In my experience, people lack execution. So what I wanted to do with my style of coaching was not just to tell you, but to, it's my job as a strategist to create the strategy. And it's my job as a coach to push you on your performance to help you execute week to week to week. I don't get on the phone and ask you, what do you want to talk about? I already know what we're going to talk about because I'm tracking it as we go. Um, so find the person who's going to push your performance because if somebody came, comes to me and says, I don't have time, I run a very, very tight periodization program on a 12-week schedule. Everything is time-blocked, and that's kind of from my sports past. If you plan for it, there is always time. And I know that if I build you a map to get from here to here, the strategy in the week-to-week, day-to-day activity is going to include all of the blue chip, what I call blue chip activity, to get to that end result. And I already know that it's planned for. So if you come to me and say, I didn't have time to do it, then I say, bring up your calendar for last week. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to count all of the empty space. And maybe it's 20 minutes here, half an hour here, half an hour here, an hour here, but I will find time. I'm not talking two o'clock in the morning. I'm talking, you know, maybe like a, an eight o'clock to a six o'clock time frame. I will always find time. And it's just about being able to bring that accountability out for yourself to say, you have to somebody has to talk to you as a business owner, the way that you want to hold your teams accountable for. And the business owners that I've always worked with and found, they don't have anybody holding them that way. They don't have that standard. And I consider myself to be extremely productive. But when I met JT Fox, he put me on a hot seat. This is, this is his top one event where um, he's got his, top clients there, spend a lot of money to be there. And you're in front of, you know, 40, 50 people. And if it's your first time, you will be on the hot seat. And he asks you questions and you better know those answers. But when somebody's worth seven, $800 million, nine figures, you will always see a different level of productivity from people above your level. And as productive as I thought I was be, was being, he just ripped me apart. And I remember going back to my hotel and I was so angry for being spoken to that way in front of these types of people when I know what I'm capable of. But then I went back and I thought about when I played football and I was a quarterback. And so if I'd made a wrong play, I would have a lineman grab my face mask and scream at me, yell at me. But it wasn't yelling. It was just you know, it's loud. It's in the middle of the game and you're talking, but it was a brotherhood. It was a camaraderie. I just knew that he had my back and I messed up. And so when I looked back at what happened that day, I said, he's not yelling at me. He's pushing me to be better because the teacher doesn't pick on the ones that they don't like. Right. So when I realized that my whole mindset shifted again, and I said, you know what? You're right. Everything that I've done has gotten me here to this point today, but there are always people at different levels. And I've been around a lot of people, some billionaires and nine-figure entrepreneurs, and the level of what they do in their day-to-day today is a lot different than what you do if you're making $200,000 a year or $100,000 a year or a million dollars a year. And so my job is to boost performance on that. So I would just say, Everybody needs a coach, but you need to find the one that is going to push you the way that you need to be pushed yeah. to perform. I couldn't agree more. And I've had uh, the same life and business coach for about four years now. And uh, he's Keith, he's absolutely incredible. Uh, but what I, I thought a coach, cause I've had coaches before and they've kind of been helpful in the, you mentioned strategy, but I was like, all right, well, if I'm hiring a coach and paying this money for a coach, he should be solving my problems for me. Right. <laughs> I should be like, Hey dude, like I got this problem. How would you solve it? And that's not what he does. He asked me questions. He always leaves it up to me to make the decisions because that's where it starts to stick. Right. And he's like, all right, well, uh, well, how would you handle that? And then I go through it. He goes, okay, so what's your next step? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm not yeah. paying you to do that. But it has been so powerful to have somebody hold you accountable and have you figure it out because he's, he's teaching you how to fish, not giving you fish. Right. Yeah. So there's a balance to all of those things. I, I, I understand that. I try to balance it between the two because yeah. I've had those people and I've paid 
dollars for those people. But there are lots of times when my mindset is not in the right spot to answer those questions. And I would just like my coach to tell me what to do. And I remember going back to football and if it's fourth quarter, there's two minutes left. We're down by six points. There's so much going on. There's a million plays that I think I could call or run as a quarterback that I think would work. But it's the coach that says, this is what we are doing on this play. Go run it. And it's my job to perform it. Now, there are times to teach and there are times to push. For me, in those moments, if I'm asking something and I need it, I understand that I have to psychologically teach somebody what to do and how to build those patterns for themselves. But I also know from my own experience that I want somebody who knows the answer to tell me and let me perform. So I look at my business owners, my clients as the players, the Tom Brady's of a team. Mm -hmm. They need a coach. I will teach you what we need to teach you on our weekly sessions and our time together, whether it's life and personal, and we'll go through all of these things. But in certain moments when I know that there's an issue and it's pressing, I'm just going to tell you what to do and I'm going to make sure that you do it because yeah. my job is to calculate results. And if you don't get results, I don't have any more clients. So I can't always leave it up to them to do. Um, that's yeah. just my personal style. I completely mm -hmm. understand that because that's, that's the teaching somebody to fish. They'll fish for a lifetime, but sometimes they need a little bit more than that. And so yeah. sometimes the coaches that I see that I've personally experienced that says, well, how would you handle that? And my immediate response is, well, if I knew the answer to that, I wouldn't be on the phone with you right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. What am I paying you? Like, I know that I can figure this out, but I don't have time right now. I'm too stressed to... mm -hmm. in that moment. I could use somebody like a Tony Robbins to come and snap me out of the mindset so that I could refocus, but it always would drive me so nuts when I would be so stressed and they would come and say, well, how would you handle that? Like if I wanted to see a psychologist, I'd go do that. But you know, but, no, I totally get it, dude. Everyone has their own style. And the biggest yeah. thing is to get the results. That's what all coaches want. They want to see their, their, their students or their, their, you know, people get results. Everyone yeah. has their own style and I can always appreciate it and love that. Um, I'd like to switch gears here and jump sure. in. Um, there's this concept that Tony teaches. It's called the six human needs. And I know that's something that's, you know, dear, near and dear to your heart. And you teach that to your clients as well. Uh, and I want to get into what are the six human needs and how do they relate to business and helping people and all of that? So if you can unpack that for us, that would be amazing. Yeah. You're going to test my memory here. So you might have to help me on this, but we all have six human needs. And this is something that um, I learned through Tony Robbins, and then doing my own research and stuff on the side of that, we all have these same feelings, which is significance and um, the need to feel loved and the need to feel, um, to grow, um, to feel that we're contributing to something. Um, and what was, there's two more when I'm drawing a blank on them now. Um, contribution, growth, significance um what am i missing you got certainty uncertainty uncertainty, uncertainty. Love, yeah. so one of the things that and in some of these that that i know right some of these things that were like as i'm listening to it i say yeah of course right but one of the things that he said that really stuck to me with these human needs that we all have is that we only really focus on the top two Wherever our focus is, is where we live our day-to-day -day life. Even though we all need to be loved, even though we all need certainty, even though we all need a level of uncertainty, we all need to grow, we all need these things, we live our emotional day-to-day -day life in the top two areas of our focus. And one of these things is about achievers. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs are achievers. I consider myself to be an achiever. And there's a story that says, listen, at some point in life, you're a toddler. You stand up for the first time and you start walking across the floor for the first time. And in the room, as you're 
mom and your dad and your aunt and your uncle and then maybe it's a birthday party and they see you walk across the floor for the first time and they start cheering and clapping and praising you for what you just did. And right then and there, that achiever is born in an instant, whether they realize it or not, because they did something, they got praise for it. And that feeling of, I just did something that caused that reaction blossoms this achiever in you. And I recognized that myself when I would go out onto a football field and you'd score a touchdown or you'd throw a touchdown or you'd do something and the crowd would go wild and you'd, you'd feel, yes, that was me. But if I had a good game, but I didn't score, I didn't get that reaction from the crowd, I didn't get that same feeling. And so you start, whether it's college or whether it's your first job and you do something good when you get the recognition and you feel great, right? And you have this achiever kind of build. So we are kind of conditioned through life to live certain, um, live through these certain human needs that we focus on. And mm -hmm. when we're looking for our spouse, I want to feel significant. I want to know that if I'm going to work and I'm coming home that what I'm doing is helping the family and that I'm getting some kind of praise for it. And I look to other people, am I doing the right thing? And it makes me feel good. The problem with that though, is that certainty kicks in because in order to be an achiever, you do have to have a level of, I need to be right. Because if you're not right, you're not going to want to do that. Right. I need to know that I can have the ball in my hands in the fourth quarter that I'm capable of scoring or throwing that pass, because if I don't have that certainty, I don't want the ball. Right. Mm -hmm. And so achievers know, Hey, put me into that sale. I'm going to close it. Give me this money. I'm going to go build this company. There's a certain mindset shift there, but when you're right and you have to be right, how many arguments does that cause? Not only in your personal life, but in business, you're always arguing your story. Even if you know you're wrong, you're looking for the one angle that you can be right on. And it causes a lot of this stress. So when I first found out that, okay, we have these six human needs and we only really focus on the two areas, taking a look at yourself and saying, okay, what is it really that drives me? And I kind of thought about that and I said, you know, significance is one thing. I do like to feel that I'm doing something for other people, but it was never about getting that recognition. I did it because I wanted to do it because I knew that it was better for them. Um, I didn't do it so that I could get the recognition. When I rec recognized that, I said, okay, maybe, maybe that's not what I need to focus on. And then with certainty, I think it was, somebody said, the only thing certain in life is uncertainty, right? Like mm -hmm. nothing is going to be right in life. And so I said, you know what? That's, that's true. We, we as humans believe that we can control everything, but we can't control anything. Um, and then I really thought about, and this is kind of one of those mental reflections that you just have to do if you want to understand this and really live a life where you can have a beautiful state every day. And I thought about when I was a kid, what made me happy? You're growing, you're learning, your parents are teaching you, you're growing, you're learning, you get into school, you have your own teachers, you're growing, you're learning, literally physically growing, but you're also learning mentally. You get into sports, you're learning a new sports, you're learning techniques, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing. You get into college or you go start your own career, you either have a professor, or you have a manager, you're learning and you're growing. You start your own business, you're learning and you're growing. At some point in life, we come and say, I don't need those teachers anymore. I know what I know. I got it. I'm good. And the growth stops. You stop reading books. You stop learning new habits. You stop maybe going to the gym. You stop doing certain things that you've always done for your whole life. And now you enter this, quote, midlife crisis that people get lost. And I recognized that and said, well, the only reason for that is because we stopped growing. So, hmm, growth is the one thing. It's important. Okay. And then I said, what is the second one? What is the other one that I want to focus on? And I remember when I was 16 years old, it was Christmas time. I had 
I'm 11 years older than my brother. So my one brother, so he would have been uh, five and my other brother probably was two or three. And my dad said, we're not going to have Christmas this year. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, we found three families um, that need it more than we do. And some, one of them had died in, in Iraq and one of them had cancer. And then one of them just didn't have the money of the church and kind of found us. And so I remember going to Toys R Us and I remember going shopping and I had such a blast just picking things out for these kids, things that I would have wanted, things that I thought just would be cool if I was that age to have. And Christmas morning, it was dark. We go to these houses, we drop everything off. We bang on the door. I remember I put the bike up by the door. So when they opened the door, it would fall over so that they would see it and um, bang on the door and we'd sprint away. I never saw them open the door. They don't know who we were, but it was the best feeling I've ever had in my life. And it reminds me of Tony's story about the guy knocking on his door and, um, bringing him food, right? Which started that craze. <clears throat> so I've always been a part of Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, being able to contribute my time to help make wishes and dreams happen has been great for me. But I realized then, okay, growth and contribution is what makes me happy. So that's really what led me down the career of being a business strategist and a coach and working with business owners the business is not my client. The owner is my client. The business is the tool that just allows them to live the life that they want. And being able to contribute things that I've learned through experiences and other people, um, I'm growing, but I'm also helping them grow. And it was kind of like, this is where I need to focus on. And those, mm -hmm. those two human, the, those, those six human needs, we all have them. We still need to feel love. We still need significance. We still need a level of certainty. Um, but where do you want to live your day to day? And that's those two top focuses that um, if we can help people identify those and bring them out consciously, I see a rapid change in people sometimes when they realize that for the first time. It is so powerful, dude. And, and I know when Tony mentioned that and he, he talks through all of this and I know when I went into the first UPW in 2018 and uh, at the time I was, uh, you know, heavy into American Ninja Warrior and, and traveling and all that stuff and, and competing. And it was so much fun with it, but the, the, the tribe was incredible. But anyway, I, you know, I, in high school, I was in the marching band. Like I was a fly in the wall. Nobody knew who I was. Right. So this is my first uh, opportunity to be significant. So everybody on social media would be like, oh, where's your next ninja competition? All this. Like, I was like, wait, I've, I've never had this before. So I honestly thought my, my path to happiness was going to be more significance. Right. Because with that game came some certainty. So if I just had certainty and significance as my top two focuses, then my story would be that I would be happy. Right. Because I never had that before and I wasn't really happy before. So now I'd be happier. And when Tony got on stage and he said, if you're focusing on certainty and significance, you will never be happy. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. I thought I had it figured out. He's like, if you don't focus on growth and contribution, everything else is, is going to just weigh you down. They're the two that bring the soul alive. Those are the two that speak to the soul. And that's where, where for me, I was struggling with fulfillment at the time. I had you know plenty of money, beautiful family, all of these things, but I didn't feel full inside. And I always felt like there was something missing. And once I realized it was only my freaking brain that I had was focusing on the wrong two. And I mm -hmm. made that switch. Now, again, like you said, we need to be, we need to have love. We need to have uh, sig significance and certainty and uncertainty. All those are parts of it, but it depends on which of the two that you actually focus on. So when I made that shift and I made that commitment right then and there during that UPW, I was going to come home and change a bunch of stuff. And the first thing I did is came back to the business and I, and I told Becky, um, uh, director of operations, I said, um, guess what? This year we're going to be um, giving some money away. Find a charity that you love portion of all the profits that we're going to make are going to a charity. She's like, what? And here she's got a foundation. This is all in her heart already. She's like, what? This is amazing. I'm like, this business is now a machine to empower others. That's what it does. This is not just for us to make money. That's not what it is. We need to share it. And once I did that, once I started sharing and, and thinking about contribution and growth, not just for myself, but for others, everything started to grow. 
doors were just flying open. Opportunities and connections and relationships were just blowing right up in my face. And I'm like, holy moly, all because I just switched my focus. Crazy. Yeah. It's amazing how things can happen like that unexpectedly. Yeah. I've always had a problem um, giving so much and not asking for anything in return that at one point I was going broke doing about 20 hours a week of coaching for people to help them. I just wanted to help them, yeah. but it wasn't coming back. And um, there's a balance in that that I've, that I've had to personally overcome, but it's always about giving people and I always give more um, because my mindset has always been, if you can help people get what they want, eventually you'll get what you want. Now there's no timeline mm -hmm. to that. But um, it's the truth, isn't it? You still have yeah. to do it, right? And that's just a mindset. It's a way of life, you know. Well, well it's that's obvious amazing. that you. It, it's obvious that you are doing what you're saying because you're on a podcast. You could be doing a lot of other things right now. You're not getting paid for this, right? We're just on. You're just you're contributing. You're sharing your stories with people so that they can feel it in themselves, or maybe it's part of their story, and they might yeah. get something from this and be able to push their life just a little bit further. And that's really why I don't get paid for this podcast. It actually costs me money to run this podcast. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's it's more about the opportunity to share. You know, I've been so blessed in my life. And and I know you, you know, based on what you've told me so far, you know, like we're, 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 we have in what most people consider an incredible life. But now it's a matter of how do we share it? Because when we share, we can help others grow and others grow, then we can grow too. Mm -hmm. And that's how it works. It's not just a, like I mentioned early on, it's not a focus on me. Because when you focus on yourself, you have a much higher probability of being uh, of being in suffering because suffering equals me, right? If I'm always yeah. focusing on myself all the time and how much everybody is screwing me over and how I don't have any opportunities and there's no breaks for this guy and I've constantly got to work harder than everybody else and all this stuff. When you focus on yourself, that's where suffering comes from. You disconnect and start focusing on a bigger mission. That suffering disappears, dude. It, it can be a switch. It can be within a minute you can flip that switch. Yeah. Crazy. Do you see that yeah. as well with your clients? Yeah, I, I do. I try um, in the beginning, I need them to focus on them. And what I mean in a way is because you have to be able to recognize and identify the flaws and the changes that you need to make. Mm -hmm. And before you can affect that change in other people, in your staff, in your family, in your relationships, you have to work on yourself and identify 100%. what those problems are. Once we get that, though, yep. everything else is what am I doing to benefit going forward? Because that's the fulfillment yeah. part, but we have to yeah. fix ourselves first. Um, and not, you know, I'm not going to try to fix somebody else when I'm still broken inside because I haven't worked on that. So there's a, I, I always start on the personal side, no matter what client it is, no matter how much they want to dive into the numbers of a business. Yep. I need, I need to know you first because there's a reason that all this stuff is going to happen or not happen. 100% and, dude. Uh, and I find yeah. to your point, you know, people think, oh, I just want to come in and hire a coach so I can make more money. They don't, I think this just lines right up with what you're saying. They don't want to work on themselves. They just want to, all right, Antonio, give me the strategies that I can take this business from a million to a hundred million in a week. Just give me the strategies. That's all I want. And what they don't realize is that if they're running a million dollar company, they've got to become the man or woman who can run a 10 million or 20 million or whatever, add the number in. They got to become that. The business doesn't do it for them. It won't just happen. They've got to become and do the work because they're the bottleneck at that point. Do you right. find that to be true? Yes. And it's, and it's, it's really the question, right? It's, it's the leverage. It's not, how do I get it from a million to 10 million or 10 million to a hundred million? It's the wrong question. When you're focused on money, you're just always going to have a problem with it. The question is, how do I take my service or my product or my company and affect more people? The affecting of more people, more people engaging with your service or your product or your company is by default going to bring everything else. But it's not about how do I go from 10 million to 100 million. Yeah. It's about how do I go from 1,000 clients to 10,000 clients? How do I go from, how do I get from the state that I'm working in to the United States, to the global market, to because it's about the people. How many people can I affect and I help? If I have to push a product down your throat, like some of my clients and I, I recognized when I um, 
looked into you before I came on the show that you have an outdoor living space contractors and things along those lines. Mm -hmm. I have a few clients who are contractors. Yeah. And when I first meet them, those solo entrepreneurs that they are, they're very ego driven. And we have to kind of fix that first. And when I, I work with all of them on those things, but it's not about how much money are you going to make? It's not about how many roofs your salespeople are going to sell. It's how many customers need your service and your product and how many of them have you already put these products on that we can re-engage with other things. Because the more people that you help, the more clients that you have, that is the question. How do I re-engage them more often? Not how do I sell more? It's, it's just a simple mindset shift, but it really starts with that question. And I try to, to get that into them first, because if you're, if you're focused on the money, you know, you're going to build a strategy to get to that point, but you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And it's probably not going to be sustaining because once you get the sale, you got the money, you don't care about the client anymore. But if it's about how do I keep these clients and how do I get more of them and multiply them and keep them here forever, the money is going to come regardless, but the focus is now on them, not on the commission or the money. And Absolutely. that's the mindset shift there. I love it. I love it. No, Tony also says about, you know, on business mastery, he gets into this concept of falling, not falling in love with your product or service, which is so easy to do. You fall in love with your ideal client, right? If, if, especially, I mean, COVID has been an excellent example of that in our industry where before COVID things were just kind of trucking along things, we were markets good. People were doing okay. And then all of a sudden COVID came and everybody was slammed with business because everyone got stuck at home. They all wanted their backyards fixed at the same time. And businesses were popping up all over the place just to meet the demand. And some of those business owners never ran a business before. Right. And yeah. so now it's, it's like, okay, well, things are really good times. I mean, I could just throw a quote out my door and somebody would throw a check at me. It was that simple. You know, it was just so busy and somebody, everybody was worried about timing. How fast could I get the project done? And what do I got to do? I got easy, cheap money, no problem. And now it's different, right? Economies are changing and we don't have enough time to get into the seasons and all that stuff. But you know, the reality here is, what you have to look at as a, as a business owner is how can I fall in love with how fall in love with my ideal client so that this way we understand exactly what drives them, what they want, what they don't want. You build the avatar, you know exactly who you're speaking to. So you're not spending money on marketing. I see a lot of these guys, they, they reach out and they're like, Hey, I'd love to, uh, I want to up my, my marketing game this year. I'm going to, I have a guy that I'm going to pay for Google ads. And I said, what are you advertising? Well, I'm just going to promote uh, something that I do, or maybe just get them to my website. I'm like, and what does your website look like? Right. And next thing you know, you look at that and you're like, do you want more of that work? No, I hate doing that stuff. Then why is it on your website? You're just going to get more of that. Right. And so they don't ever take the chance to actually dive in and say, let me think of my top three clients that I absolutely love working with in the last couple of years. What's, what's the commonalities? How old were they? How many kids do they have? Where do they live? Where do they go on vacation? What are their favorite things they do? Like all of this, like what kind of careers do they have? Build an avatar and then say, okay, I want more of them. Cool. How do we talk to them? And then it starts to make sense. But if it's just about, oh, I'm the best, you know, landscaper, I'm the best contractor, I'm the best this, then that's all about falling in love with your product or service. And you know what? When your clients zig, you're going to zag and you're going to be, you're going to be completely out of the mix. They're going to be like, yeah, they used to do the stuff I like to do, but they're not following where we're going. Yeah, you found it to be true as well? Complete tunnel vision when you're yep. a solopreneur. Yep. Um, I kind of fell into a niche um, a while ago where just kind of just the network that I had built and... You know, a lot of, a lot of people at the time were, how do I grow my business? I want to get it to the next level. I need more leads. I need more sales. I need more cash flow. I, my revenue is good, but my cash flow sucks. Mm -hmm. And it was always like, I always start with the end in mind, right? That's how I work back and build my strategies. But at some point I'm like, okay, what are we building towards? What are we doing? And so then I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. It allows me to come in and help optimize your business and build a strategy from here to here based on what you want. But we have to build you a business that is capable of being sold in the next three to five years. Some of them will sell in three, some of them will sell in five. Some of them say, hey, I really like what's happening and I'm not gonna sell it all. No matter what you do as a solopreneur, you have no business, you have a highly paid hobby. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to build you a systems and a business that is a business, right? And along with that is everything that we're talking about. 
because you have to be able to put other people first and your customers first and your clients first and figure out those things and build systems and management teams and um, put everybody in place. And th these solopreneurs that have this specific tunnel vision on, maybe they want more leads. And so they're going to go do these Google ads, like you said. Um, but there's all these other things that they're not paying attention to. Yeah. And being able to get them to work on their business and not within their business, right? That's always the key, but they all have these, I need more sales or I need more this or I need more this. Well, okay, well, how about your customers? What do they need? What do they want? What about yeah. the future? What are we anticipating that might happen in legal changes or interest rates or financing, you know, things along those lines that might affect this. Maybe you put on roofs today, but tomorrow, maybe you're a snowplow company. Maybe you're a lawn care company. Maybe you are a custom builder in a home. Like your business can evolve, but it should always be based on what your customers' needs and what their futures are going to need. But if you're doing the same thing that you did 10 years ago, you're probably struggling today. No, absolutely. And, 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 and to get more leads into a broken system is a complete waste of time. You know, I see this all the time with, you know, teaching sales and our sales processes and all that stuff where I, I had the same problem where we wanted to drive... Uh, we wanted to say, all right, we're going to spend a lot of money on on marketing, and that marketing is going to drive more leads because I want more work. I want to make some more money, right? Simple processes. It makes perfect sense. So I stopped and I said, all right, well, it hasn't really worked well in the past. We might got more leads, but we still, our closing rate was probably 25 to 40% on average, right? So I was like, okay, what if, and I stopped and I said, what if I could just fix our closing problem and keep the same amount of leads? It would cost me zero more dollars in marketing, and I would have a lot more to the bottom line. And I'm thinking, yeah. hmm, how would I do that? I hired a coach, right? And I was like, okay, here's what I'm doing. How do we make it better? We created a system. Next thing you know, we double sales in a year with half the clients. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is good, right? This yeah. is amazing. But I, you have to stop and say, how can I improve my internal rate of return? How can I take with what I have and make more of it or make more out of it? And hence yeah. the reason why the S Express system was even born was because of a, a problem we had. And then all of a sudden it worked. And I was like, holy moly. And, you know, continues to work to this day. And we're blessed to be able to teach, you know, contractors around the country how to do it. But it's, it's, think about that. Think about going from the, I mean, the industry average for closing in our world is about 25%. So that's one in four. So if you go out and you spend three hours per lead a week and say you have four leads, it's about 12 hours of some time in there. One of those is going to turn into something, right? That's an average. Yeah. Imagine if two would each week instead of just one. Yeah. Imagine if three would instead of just one. Yeah. And you're still going out on these leads, dude. You're still doing it. The time yeah. is still sunk in there, but you're bringing a lot more home. Imagine yeah. how your business would change if you just did more with what you have and not so worried about buying these leads, which most of them are junk anyway. They get paid per click and it's like, oh, they clicked. Yeah, that could be some guy in, in the Philippines clicking a damn button all day long. Like who the hell knows what's going on? Or, you know, half the leads we used to get from those because I did add, you know, work through Google ads and that in the past. And I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not out here totally knocking that off. But be careful is all my point is. There's a lot of shysters out there that are taking your money and giving you the results that you're looking for. But the problem is they aren't good, solid leads that you want. And I just yeah. hate seeing people being taken advantage of on that side. Yeah, it's happened to me. Yeah, I mean, me I, I had to switch my own marketing philosophy to I'm not going to pay anymore. If you are that confident in what your program is, just like I would back up my results with my clients, uh, I will give them a performance-based fee now. And um, the people that are confident will take it because it's going to far outweigh what their fee originally was. Yeah. Um, at least enough to prove it to me. And some of them just want to stay on that. They don't ever want to go back You know, when, when they do that. But um, more of that joint venture work. Because listen, I, I've been taken to town on these people that... And, and I know the optimization of my marketing. I know what needs to change. But I'm not... I'm not the marketer as far as the click funnels and the copyrights and all these things that happened, or I'm more of an in-person. I like doing the seminars. I like doing the in-person workshops, you know, this, the new world of, of zoom. I don't mind having meetings and doing stuff like that. But when it comes to like events and things along those lines, it's not as exciting to me. So yeah. I had wasted a lot of money on marketing people saying, okay, I have to jump into this new digital era and you need this click funnel and you need this, and you have to do this challenge. And the, and it was all new to me. So I said, fine, okay, go. Right. But 
you know, you live and you learn and you have to optimize that. So yes, what you just said, be careful with all of the, the fluff that's out there today. Yeah. There's a lot of it for sure. Well, Antonio, I know you're a busy man. Uh, so uh, if somebody out there listening wants to reach out to you and talk to you about your services, you know, as a coach and a business uh, strategist, how would they reach out to you? What's the best way? Um, so we have my website, which is uh, either TonyBravada.com or AntonioBravada.com. They go to the same place. Um, or A Bravada. So it's A B as in boy, R A V A T A at A M as in Michael, B as in boy, C as in Charlie, O dot C O. Um, so it's my email and my website. Those are going to be the two easiest ways to get a hold of me. Um, of course, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all those other ones too. LinkedIn is probably another one. A lot of people would find me on LinkedIn. Um, but uh, awesome. I'm available. That's perfect, guys. And so if you're looking for a business coach, you know, Antonio is one of the best. He's, he's amazing what he does with his clients. And uh, so reach out to him. Maybe he can help you. I'm sure he'd be open to having a conversation to see if he can. He can't. If he can't, then I'm sure he'll tell you that too. You know, it's, it's not about trying to force you into anything. This is all about just uh, reaching out and seeing if there's any value or any meat on that bone for you. So Antonio, any uh, parting words or thoughts or anything that maybe somebody, one of your mentors told you throughout your career that really stuck that, you know, made a big difference? As we wrap up, um, I have kind of this saying, so it's, if you, our visions change the way that we think, the way that we think changes the way that we act. And we all know that actions create results. So if we want to take control of our results, we ultimately have to change the way that we think, which all starts with our vision. So the reality of your life right now today is a direct result of the actions that you were taking leading up to today. But if you change your actions, you can change your reality. Man, I wish we had mics. I mean, I do here, but you could just drop on that one, man. That's, that's, that's the secret to it all. That's it. Antonio, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom with us and everyone out there listening. You know, it's uh, it's always such a blessing to have amazing people like Antonio on that can share his wisdom over the years. And hopefully you've learned something from our episode today. And uh, so get out there, keep killing it, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. <laughs>